I think it makes for a more natural conversation when we jump into the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It seems so. like we just already started. Well, I don't think we have yet, but no. I'm open to starting soon. <laughs> uh, so incel the kooky, hey? Uh, yeah. That's my, that's my start. I was starting that way. Okay. <laughs> so... I'm related to this. I would listen to um, some podcast recently. Yeah. It might have been Behind the Bastards or something like that. But they're going through a history of incels. And it was like really very frustrating because the very first person they talked about was uh, the Polytechnic Massacre. That guy. Okay. Which, which makes sense. Yeah, like, it's a good starting point. When And when you really think about incel and you apply all the incel shit, he totally matches up. Yeah, like it doesn't matter if you were if you were around before. Like there, there's been incels before yeah. there was ever a word for it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so they started the with that guy. Church, but then they made they, it uh, mandatory. But I mean, same idea. Yeah, but they started with that guy and then they added a bunch of other guys that were Canadian. And I was like, is Canada a hotbed for that kind of misogyny? Uh, I feel like probably. Yeah. Like we seems like it must be. The Proud Boys got their start in Canada because Gavin yeah. McGuinness was is Canadian. Yeah. So, and yeah. There was the the guy with the van who was our first like big you know, name brand incel. Um, and, and he just got his van and and, and he, he killed those people in Toronto. Yep. And yeah, it feels like Canada must be pretty bad for incels because we're right in the middle of everything. And when you think about um, the notable ones, right? Like I, there aren't, there aren't a ton that jump out, right? That we, that we know except the van guy really that are like name brand incels we know that they're out there what there have been a few american ones but really the fact that there are like so many examples that we just came up of canadian ones and we have one tenth the population that they do yeah you have to assume it's a hotbed um for incel activity but then even our incel leaders are like international like jordan peterson yeah Yeah. um like I know, and, and, I know way too many people that like him. Like, it, yeah, it makes me want to unfriend a person in real life if you're. A <laughs> but it would be actually uh, that we need something, you know, just like a little button that we can hand them. You've been unfriended. A little sign. <laughs> it's not because I don't me. like you. It's because yeah. you're morally repugnant. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're amiable. I swear to God, if it was based on amiability, I, I find you amiable, but yeah, you have some deep, dark shit in there. Yeah. And there's got to be something wrong, like, too, with uh, that we are producing these, like, big leaders in the movement, right? Mm-hmm. With the, the Proud Boys and, the, and the, the, the Jordan Petersons. And you know what? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I, looked, I looked up a few things. Um, I for this show, like just looking up um, for our first show, we looked at all those different right-wing sites. Yeah, yeah. And since then, I have been getting a lot of um, uh, Jordan Peterson stuff. 
They're like, oh, hey, you watched this one video one time. Why don't you check out Jordan Peterson? He's great. And there is a lot of Americans doing this. There are a lot of Americans doing these shows. Uh, there are these podcasts where they talk about like um, the reasons why women aren't going to date you uh, and how like women aren't going to women on college campuses don't like conservative men or women on college campuses don't like alphas. Mm-hmm. They're not into alphas anymore. And uh, you know, like somehow you're like too much of a man. Which to, to get women. It's such a weird thing too, because like the whole idea yeah. is alpha of an alpha male is that's the one that leads the pack. And that's also the one that gets to get. fuck all the bitches. Yes. So yeah. if you're not fucking the bitches, you're not an alpha. Not and I'm sorry. Alpha. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't count. But also if yeah. you're not fucking the bitches, good on you because that's cross species stuff and it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. It's cross, oh, it does. It raises so many questions. Right. But honestly, if you look at this guy's picture, have you seen the picture of the guy from today? The guy from who, thank God is American. Um, no. So we can feel better about ourselves up here in Canada. Um, I'm trying to find his name. Um, oh, hard to find now. A lot of them are. A lot of when these things yeah, happen, I, I just, the media is like, "We're not going to give the name." And which... I think that's a good thing. I, I just, <laughs> but have you seen the pictures of him? Like, I, I, I agree. Keep his name out of it. Don't give this guy the fame that he wants. Don't even let him have that. You know, because he doesn't deserve it. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> right? But when you look at this guy who's who's uh you know who's done this today and he went out and he killed these women and now he was actually going and using the massage parlor and he he claims that he has a sex addiction and they're letting him uh by having the, the parlor open they're allowing him to to keep a, se- a sex addiction going so he wants these places to be stopped so that's why he did this what? Is, yeah, when I was just listening to uh, an interview with the sheriff, and that's what he said. One of the things he said about this guy, and um, so they don't think it was racially motivated, but they think it's kind of like this, some sort of sex addiction. He doesn't want to have to like, you know, he, he doesn't want to be in this position where he's going and paying for sex all the time. And uh, it's not exactly the the hard incel where it's like, oh, no one will have sex with me. But it seems like that's where he's at. Like that, no one will have sex with me, and. To all the incels out there, that um, seeing the pictures of these incels, uh, women are are uh, they are our first line of defense, and I don't think <laughs> we thank them enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus, like yeah, just no. It, and you know what? You're you you're okay. So women women won't just have sex with you. So you're going to go shoot people. Maybe women aren't having sex with you because of your poor decision-making skills, right? Like they can just, they, they sense it on you that you are just terrible for the gene pool. Oh, And they're goodness. keeping you out of it, you know? Okay. Here's the thing. It's like, I used to know a guy who had a beard just like that. And surprisingly, the guy was married. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. 
there are that's the thing is it can't just be looks all these guys do seem to have a certain look about them but it can't just be looks because there are some but ugly people who are married oh there's a it's never not it's never just looks like i know some really ugly people that do very well for themselves and they uh they're just witty and fun to be around like all right hold on i gotta go deal with something okay can i call you back later uh i suppose so all right it's gonna be long (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) all right all right bye bye one week later yeah so what happened was uh i was i was up in the office and the boys were downstairs everything was going great they were playing together so well and i was just like you know what they're gonna be fine katie's gonna be home soon i'm going up we're gonna start the podcast so we get in there we start talking i i did not hear a bit of this and I my room is not that soundproof, so I don't know how we didn't pick up any of this. But the boys started fighting over the TV. They're yelling at each other. Derek decides that he is going to just walk away. He's he's a lot bit older. He's he's just gonna walk away. So the older guy he walks away, and my little guy, the the youngest here, the baby of the family, he locks the door on his older brother, runs to the back door locks that door to his older brother's locked out of the house uh so my wife comes home to me upstairs doing a podcast completely ignoring that my youngest child has locked the oldest child out of the house i can't even remember all the things that happened but before he got locked out of the house i believe Devin had thrown his yogurt at eric uh first and foremost that was the first thing when he threw the yogurt uh the, the older brother being the responsible mature one was just like you know what i'm not engaging i'm gonna walk outside so he was locked outside covered in yogurt um which is fun uh but yeah and i got a very deserved earful uh <laughs> when my wife got home uh but yeah in my defense everything had been going very well that day like i was like you know what everything's going very well what could possibly go wrong? And also, it wasn't that cold, right? <laughs> she didn't, she I don't didn't know get hypothermia. Minds, why don't you? Yeah, he's locked up. It's spring weather, okay? It's not, it's not winter anymore. I know it's March, but it's not winter here. It's like, wife of mine, he did not lose any fingertips. What are you worried about? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Like, I I really like as much as possible staying out of it when the kids are fighting and trying to let them come to a resolution on their own. That's not what happened here. So there's really no way to justify what I did. But still, I will maintain, but I did not hear it. And uh, that's all I got, really. And it was it was was bad. It was bad. And that is also why we have our first semi-weekly BJ. Yes. Yeah because that took a lot longer than we thought and we weren't able to get yeah time together to do it until our scheduled time which is well you know what i have actually yeah i i i've been trying i've been making a big deal too about um 
getting my time because I, I work from home. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of our arguments that we have, you know, my, the, the, between me and Katie, the, the husband and wife arguments, almost inevitably get back to this issue of time, right? Like I need more time to work on what I'm doing. I need more time to do this. I need more time to do that, right? I need to get to, to stuff for work. And uh, so when, when, I, when I do stuff like that, I, we, always, we always end up arguing about like how much time I'm spending on this and that and whatever. So my, my time is very regimented. Um, and yeah, so when, <laughs> so when stuff like that happens and it's easier for me for, for something like that, when it's like, okay, well, I was on this contract and, you know, I had this, uh, uh, payment that had to, you know, I, I where do we get this payment this week and blah, 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 blah. And so normally I have that. And I tried to go to that when we were having this argument, you know, cause your brain kind of gets stuck into these patterns, right. Where it's just looking for that. And I was like, I was like, Oh yeah, no, I was just in the podcast. We don't really get paid for that crap. Uh, oh, hold yeah, on. No, I got nothing here. <laughs> no, we don't get paid for it yet. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, and that's, I keep trying to drive that point home. But honestly, I feel like, you know, wives in, in, in particular lack that vision, right? Of it's, I won't even say it's a woman thing, but I would, I'll, I'll take out wives altogether. I'll say partners. Partners. Uh, especially when you're not as financially sound as you would like to be, um, they they really they, that that promise of money, not a great motivator. <laughs> They're so, not big on that. Um, I've got a slightly different um, situation, uh, so I'm not married. Um, I do have a significant mm -hmm. other. Um, we have separate households. Uh, so when I tell my significant other that like hey like i think that you know if we keep going at it you know we could probably build a community and we could build like a little thing where we make like not a lot but you know i'd be super happy if we were able to make like a couple hundred bucks a week a uh, month off of this like like that would be honestly. and honestly like when i look into it it's not it's it's not uh, out of the realm of possibility like it's probably pretty easy to do if we just like buckle down and do it but she because i'm not helping support her at all is like yeah yeah totally yeah it's okay yeah you exactly. and like i live a very minimalist lifestyle like for the last like three or four years i was like you know what i only want to make enough to cover my bills because otherwise i can just not work and you know to our listeners you'd like listen to a couple episodes ago where we talk about work and how much of a hellscape I feel like the office environment is. So <laughs> yeah. we're, uh, yeah, but like, that's the thing is like, I, I'm not supporting anybody except for my kids. Right. And my kids, like I've, I've got a pretty mm -hmm. sweet deal with the, the ex-wife where, you know, I just, I feed them and I pay for activities and like things like braces right? Like they can be costly, yeah. especially with the way they eat. Like, Hey dad, I want to eat three tubs of yogurt oh today. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I, uh, my son just said to me today that he feels like he should get to eat every hour. Yeah, I, I was right? making oh. a, I was making a fuss about what he was eating. Cause he is, uh, well, honestly, they're, 
the the two youngest are just eating me out of house and home right now. Um, but uh, the little guy was just like, uh, I get to eat every hour. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, right. I was like, uh, unrelated to whatever. this. Well, kind of related to this. Um, yeah. I I came home from work yesterday, and I was like holy crap i just want to eat a box of cookies <laughs> and unfortunately i did not have a box of cookies at home but the only thing that went through my head was like i'm an adult <laughs> like <laughs> honestly like, no sometimes you just gotta do it man just eat that box of cookies yeah but like it doesn't matter but that's what I used to do when I was a kid. Like I'd come home from school. Oh yeah. Um, I was not like the best kid, so I'd come home high as fuck. But I'd come home and then I'd eat an entire box of cookies with a tall glass of milk. And yeah, like this, it's just it's one of those habits that I developed as a chick that as I developed as a kid, and I've never been able to get rid of. Where I just like sometimes I crave a box of cookies. Not one, not two, an entire, entire box. box. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. No, I've actually, I sent an email um, to uh, President's Choice when they reduced the size of their box of cookies, mm -hmm. um, like the number of cookies inside, but they left little plastic wings on it so that the box looked like it was the same size. Oh, so you know the plastic tray inside? Yeah. Yeah, shrinkflation, they right? Huge plastic wings on the side. Yeah, to make it seem like there was more cookies in there. And I was just like, Senator, they're hoping like that maybe they'd send me a free box of cookies or, you know, address some of the issues. So and they're like, oh, yeah, it's a, you know, rising food costs. I'm like, well, what about the extra plastic? Why not just make less waste, you douchebags? Um, so, um, yeah, they didn't care at all. They're just like, yeah, forget it. Fire related. Die. Okay. I really want to talk about this and it just like it I was thinking about it a lot at work today where like we talk about efficiency and so we were putting up a so I work for a renovation company and we were putting up a, a metal studs like metal framing in a basement right like mm -hmm. the steel framing so that you can put drywall on top of it and right I was like this like it's super efficient for us right like we, we buy it, we bring it in and we put it up and it goes super fast. But like for society, is that really efficient? You know what I mean? Like we, we have a factory that's making steel studs for, um, yeah. for framing. And it's like, couldn't we be using that steel for better things? And it, it's not efficient as far as resources is concerned because a lot of that steel just gets chucked. Like it just gets thrown out. So yeah, it's not really efficient from that. It's just efficient for the end user. It's not really efficient for anybody else anywhere along that chain. And like I think from that, resource extraction to... Efficiency yeah. too is a word. Yeah, efficiency too is a word that we throw around a lot. Um, and, and it just... It, yeah, it. I think we do need to start examining efficient for who, right? Who are who is being helped by this efficiency? Um, well, and then too, there's a lot of times where it's like um, it's not clear, like where the efficiency is coming from or or who the efficiency is helping, right? Like I remember getting a uh, we got an air conditioner, mm -hmm. 
and it had the Energy Star logo on it. Um, and it was Energy Star rated, and you know, it, it was one of the, it had all these things all over the box about how efficient it was. Um, and then we got it home, and we just grabbed it because it was the cheapest, and we needed an air conditioner, right? That was where we were at with what we needed. We needed an air conditioner. Yeah. We got it home, and the Energy Star rating thing on it uh, actually showed that this was the least efficient that you can be and be Energy Star rated. What? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it had a rating system of like good to bad or whatever and it like had numbers and things involved in it and then uh so it in then it had its number uh that it had been rated in a different area like we had seen the number the number that it had been rated somewhere else and so as we we're looking through the energy star pamphlet we actually found out that this thing that is energy star rated it just paid to be rated by the the, the rating group energy star Jeez, that's wild. Right? Like that's it's just a, Energy Star is just a company, right? You just pay for them to rate your things, even if your appliance does terribly. You can say it's Energy Star rated. Oh my right? goodness! So this was a terribly inefficient air conditioner, um, but it was it it had been tested by the company Energy Star, and they found out that it was terribly inefficient. Jeez! And then they put their name on it. All the stickers, boom, 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 sold it to us. So yeah, <laughs> it's like the all so, of that. Uh, that is an efficient way for Energy Star to make money, but it's not a good way for us to rate how well our appliances are doing. Yeah, and right? it's, it's it's very much like the um, the organic certification and whatnot. Like yes, um, last year to. Um, make the amount of money that I needed to pay my bills. I was working in an organic farm, and it was work that I really, I really enjoyed do it, doing it. Like it was pretty fantastic. Just, oh yeah, farm work is awesome. Yeah, it's just there's no other work that's as satisfying as that. Like, but you, no. you can do backbreaking with labor all day, but it's just there's something that's just satisfying about it. Whereas like if you worked at a steel mill, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to die, kill me. Yeah, uh, not so with farm well, labor. And and to it, yeah. But it's because I, for me anyway, when I think about it, I always think about how like this is really what we need. When you break life down to its essential components, we need air. They have yeah. yet to find a way to come up, <laughs> modify <laughs> yeah. that, right? Water is steadily becoming more commodified, but that's basically there, right? So you know, it just feels like an essential, so essential. And like, honestly, like I hate it when people like disregard farms. Like it's like, they don't even realize they, they, they feel that they see farmland as unimportant or undeveloped. They see stuff as, as, as you know, the work that farmers do is, is not essential. It is the most essential, Like you can't have cities until you have agriculture. Right? Yeah. It's the most essential work that you could possibly do in today's society is making the food that keeps this whole thing going. Great aside, my point was with the certified organic thing. Like this guy had 13 yeah. acres. Like he couldn't like getting certified to be organic was would be cost prohibitive for him. So he advertised as uh, grown with organic principles. And it was like he didn't use any pressure treated yeah. wood in his barns because that's not organic. He used cedar. Um, he didn't. Uh, he didn't use any pesticides that were going to be harmful to his family and whatnot, but like the 
um, that's another thing with organic stuff. Like you can use pesticides. It's just specific pesticides, right? Yeah. Yeah. But his whole point was like his house was on his farm and he didn't want pesticides sprayed on his plants that his dogs were going to run through where they're like, well, you shouldn't go in that field for three days after you've sprayed this pesticide. Like that was his whole reasoning. Like, it's not like he was like, oh, I don't want to use pesticides. He just didn't want them coming into his house <laughs> like, <laughs> or his dogs yeah. getting into well, and that's like, yeah. That, that is a big deal for, uh, for farmers and farm workers. Like I, I, I've met so many people who are um, fighting different types of cancers because of the um, the effects of these pesticides. Now, yeah. for the most part, there are people who work in the feed stores and mm -hmm. they just interact with these pesticides and nobody thought to make the people who are doing this like take safety precautions, right? Yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, these pesticides are what we need to use. They're in a bag. Great, that should be fine. Just everybody handle them. And so people handled them and you know, gave them to customers. And now the people who touch these bags and the people who spend a lot of time touching these bags, you know, spent their work days loading these bags into trucks, um, they're very sick. They're, yeah. they're, it's done some horrible things to their bodies. So and um, yeah, I like we should be trying to move towards organic no matter what, right? or just using chemicals that aren't harmful right like whether you what, yeah. what do you think about organic like just let's start using chemicals that don't harm people along the way right and i think we got to stop letting boards and things like that and and companies take over what a word means right yeah, yeah. like if you want to order offer certification it can't be on an entire word right like yeah. offer certification on based on your company's standards, right? So then instead of saying, oh, it's certified organic, you say it's certified by Jim's organic certifiers, right? So that I know that it's not like, <laughs> the certified organic thing is, is it, 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 when you go out to uh, talk to farmers, they just laugh as soon as you bring up certified organic, right? Or, oh, is that organic? Uh, like people ask if, uh, if my dad's eggs are organic from his chickens. Yeah, he'll just lie and be like, "Yeah, how would it be inorganic? It's carbon based." What do you mean by organic? Has been certified by a company? No, I haven't bothered to get my thirty chickens certified by a company. Yeah, but it's organic because. What does organic mean? And now we're getting like the if we we're losing the meaning of words <laughs> to these companies who get to certify them. Yeah, and, and uh, oh, we complained about Trump doing that, right? Organic. Like we complained about Trump yeah. doing it, but it's been going on for so long, and it's not Trump. It's like corporations that are doing it. They've been doing it for so much longer than him. And yeah, like I know he's gone, but I feel like he's on his way back. Like he's already doing talking. He's not gone. No, he's he's still yeah. making moves. Like that's the thing. He's not he's not gone by a long shot. And in general, like when you're looking at the polls, like Republicans want him for like a lot of Republicans. And I won't say all Republicans, but there are a lot of Republicans who um, really want him to be back. They're they're they were committed to his policies and whatever they saw as his doctrine, right? 
Yeah, he feels like the Jean Chrétien of American politics, where like he was in power for a bit. Chrétien was in power for like a significant amount of time, but oh, yeah, yeah. But Chrétien, like when he was done, he wasn't done. Like he was pulling, he was pulling strings when uh, Trudeau got elected. Like Trudeau was Trudeau's cabinet picks. Or his the people that were backing him, maybe not his cabinet picks, but the people that were like pulling strings behind the scenes for him were all Chrétien loyalists. Like, mm-hmm. and that, which was one of my big criticisms of the guy was because it wasn't a new liberal party like he claimed. Like this wasn't some sort of renewal. No. It was the same old it's shit with a different new face. Liberal party, yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of that, yeah. no, it was so um, in our discussions about what we wanted to talk today about today. I wanted to talk about the conservative delegates rejecting the adding climate change is real to their policy book. So So, uh, did you hear about this at all? Yeah. So I was looking at this and um, the whole thing that I can't understand is uh, people reacting in shock. Um, People pointing it out and, you know, like just you see it like I, i've i've been watching tweets and stuff like that go through and it's like uh uh just to remind you blah 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 about the conservatives they they didn't do this they didn't do that like everything that i've seen people sending out about the conservatives like that nobody needs to be reminded or nobody should need to be reminded like that is the divide that we're having right now we're living in different worlds but... right we're living in a world that is changing and we can see the changes winters are not as cold as they used to be you have some snow here or there and every time you have snow you know you have snow because you can see that the conservatives that you know are already sending you pictures of the snow right they're already telling you that it's snowing because for some reason every time it snows um it disproves conservatives that they're right somehow yeah you know like i don't I so, that, but <laughs> I think this is really interesting for a number of reasons. So, um, s- number one, the so Aaron O'Toole, who uh, I've referred to him as Aaron the Tool before, and I kind of stand by yeah. that. Like, I think that he's a pretty scummy guy, and I will stand by that a hundred percent only because he managed to become the party leader. So like, I don't, I just don't think you can not be a scummy person and be party leader, like the two coincide. So yes, he is a scummy person. Um, But Aaron O'Toole tried to put forth this climate change thing. And I think that he did it trying to bring the conservative party closer to what my parents experienced as the conservative party of Canada. So, you know, they had the conservative party um, which morphed into the reform and the oh, what was the other one? What was the one that Stockwell Day, Stockwell Day ran? Alliance, the Alliance, Canadian Alliance. Yes. So you had the Reform Party yeah. and the Canadian Alliance, and then they got back together and formed the Conservative Party of Canada under Stephen Harper, and it got really right wing. But I don't think that the conservative, like my parents still view the the CPC as the same thing as the conservative party. 
but it's not. It's like it's not. It's nowhere near what it used to be. It just used to be fiscally conservative. Yeah. Like Joe Clark was fiscally conservative. He wasn't some right wing nut. Yeah. Um, but the Conservative Party of Canada is filled with right wing nuts, and I feel like Aaron O'Toole is kind of more along the lines of uh, Joe Clark. Like he's not some right wing nut, but he's trying to lead a party of right wing nuts. And yeah, so he 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 was the one that put forth the idea that like, hey, let's put the climate change is real in the policy book to let people know that you know if you're fiscally conservative but also a liberal, you might want to vote for us. And fifty four percent of the delegates in this uh, their conservative party uh, conference were like, no, let's not do that. That's that's stupid. Yeah. So like, so he is trying to, he, he's been walking that line, right? Like he's, he's trying to reach out and he's trying to find more people who will vote conservative there. He made a push earlier to try and make the conservatives, the party of unions. Yeah. Remember he was trying to reach out to the working class. Um, And he, he is, he has been trying to make this push um, to, to gain more acceptability. Um, But then He's also signaling to the other side that he's still with them, right? Remember when he was like, he was like, "Oh, I'm the only one to support uh, Derek Sloan." I'm, I'm the neo Nazi supporting Derek Sloan. <laughs> yeah, the neo Nazi. I'm. I, I. So he is trying to walk the line, right, where he wants to broaden the party's base, and he wants to signal to the old guard and the and the lunatic fringe that he's their guy too. Yeah. And it's just not working, right? Like he's not, he's not gaining a lot of ground and it's because you can't be, you can't be two different people in such a very public setting as politics is in our world right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can't, and... you can't be this guy. You can't walk this line. He's trying to be like in these different candid conversations that, um, that he's had, I'm sure he's trying to show people that he's, more aligned he's further right than he presents himself to be um but he's had video come out right so now he knows he can't just do that like he can't support these things and not get caught um but yeah it's 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 walking that line right it's trying yeah. to find a way to to both sides that you're their guy and i don't think there's a way to do that in modern politics um because just everybody knows everything you say and do yeah, so I've heard some media stuff. So I was listening to Front Burner, so a CBC podcast, and they were talking about how Stephen Harper did this. And I thought that was really funny because Stephen Harper didn't walk a line. So they they gave the example of him about abortion, where he he said, we're not going to talk about abortion because that debate is settled in Canada. And at the same time, he defunded uh international abortion things that canada had previously funded so yeah um that's not walking a line you know what i mean that's like that's saying saying to your base in canada that like hey i can't talk about that but also being like hey this is what i think (laughs) another another way to say walking this line is you know uh a ruder way to say it is being two things and that's what he was trying to but it's just that you know people i feel like people saw through harper's little gambit there like i feel like i i don't feel like i ever thought to myself yeah 
Stephen Harper supports abortion. You know, like I yeah. don't remember ever thinking that. And even during um, uh, Andrew Shear's tenure as the leader, uh, tenure as the leader, um, he he was still having to make his thoughts known about everything. Right. That's that is a problem that the conservative politicians are having to deal with when it comes to elections. So right? the, the funny or thing with Sheer, though, is like to... with Sheer, people kept on asking him to do that, but he refused. Like he refused to talk about religion. He refused to talk about abortion yeah. and all that stuff. But that really hurt him because it just fed into the narrative that he wanted to do all the bad shit, which. Yeah, but he yeah. did. He, he, he yeah. He, he, was definitely anti-abortion he was definitely anti-gay marriage he he felt all those things he actually like they just every time he tried to like distance himself from his own opinions people would recirculate videos of him making speeches on the floor where he denounced abortion denounced gay marriage i think he <laughs> once brought up that gay marriage would lead to men marrying horses right like i think that oh. was him Gosh, I'll have to look that up, but I'm wait, pretty wait, sure he had a speech wait, like that. Is this an option? <laughs> like, can I just go out and marry, marry a horse? A horse? It could like, <laughs> I think so. Now that we—that's what. Well, here's the thing: they keep promising it, but they have yet to legalize horse marriage. Because gay marriage has been a thing for like ten years, and I still haven't heard anything about horse marriage. So it's coming. You know, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like. I think it's a, a, I know gay marriage encompasses both gays and lesbians, but I don't know a lot of horse guys, right? But I've known, yeah, I don't know no, any right now, but I've known many horse girls and like, they're weird. Like, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, it's, it's okay if you're a horse person. It's all right, but you're yeah, kind just of be into it for sure. Yeah, it's just that's just how it is. Um, Stop trying to have sex with them. That's all we ask. <laughs> Did you hear like years ago? I heard about somebody who had had sex with a horse. And then I was like, I was like, that's wild. Like, because the person died from it. And then he uh, I was like, man, like, did he get kicked or something? And then, no, he did not get kicked. And I'll leave it at that. And that, everybody, is how your weekly BJ goes from Andrew Shear and Aaron O'Toole to horse fucking. <laughs> Honestly, every time I think about uh, those two, it goes right to horse fucking. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I think they should be intertwined forever. Like, I kind of want to see, like... Yeah of canada and the sea be like a horse trying to mount andrew Shear. <laughs> well it's just like it's just like this uh this uh lady uh who's the mp i can't think of her name but i think i talked about her already on the podcast uh who was she got caught uh talking on uh to a campus or something on zoom and on her zoom meeting she was saying that uh um gay rights is leading to pedophilia all this stuff trans rights everything is trying is all just cover for pedophilia right like um and, and oh no what she said was that all like the liberals used to have some common sense to them but now they're all just pushing for pedophilia yeah we did um, talk about this yeah so yeah like, so because how do you talk to people like that I, 
like yeah but anyways yeah carry on yeah exactly and i feel like it's the same thing it's the, it's the exact same thing where they if you're going right to the gay marriage means we want to marry animals thing um you know yeah how do, how do we have a conversation how do we talk about this <laughs> if you can't just you, everything is just going to go to the like the like the the worst possible place okay so you know and I mean, honestly, as long as you're not hurting the horse and everything's consensual, I mean, seriously. So no, I'm just kidding, but still, <laughs> why, why does everything have to go to that? Why? Why can't we just accept that some people want are are, are not exactly how you want them to be? Like in your head, yeah. you want everybody to be a, 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 a monogamous heterosexual who is, or, you know, every uh, woman who, has a vagina, right? And unfortunately. Yeah. That's just not the case. Not every woman has a vagina. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, and for their worldview, that that exactly. That's it's a, it's unfortunate, but just get over it. Like right? <laughs> these are the people who keep yelling freedom and liberty. Every time you talk to them, they yell freedom and liberty. But it's like the freedom and liberty to do exactly what they want you to do. Yeah. Right? That's that's what they're looking for. So for their them to be free to just be an asshole all the time. Yes. <laughs> So to bring it back to the original thing, like the original article, I find this really, it's interesting to me because the conservative party can't get more than 33% of the vote nationally, right? No. And how, how many of them are like switch hitters, right? Like how many of that 33% would also vote for a different political party if the opportunity came? Like if that if another political mm-hmm. party, like I don't know how how many diehard CPC there are, but let's just assume that it's twenty five percent. All right, but that means twenty five percent of our national voters. So twenty five percent of the people that vote are just batshit insane. Yeah, and like I just I don't quite get it. But at the same time, I uh, I listened to another pad- podcast that I really liked today called um, Crazy Town. And they just talk about um, the impending apocalypse and different things re- revolving around that. So they talked about terror theory today. And okay, in this, they're, they're, they're talking about how just like some people, when they're faced with something that's like super scary to them, they just double down on the thing that's causing the super scary thing. So you see that with the conservatives where they're like, oh, like uh, the oil industry is causing climate catastrophe and that's really fucking scary. But you know what? Fuck that. I don't believe in climate catastrophe and I think we should double down on the oil industry. So um, I'm just, I'm curious about how much our right-wing media sphere is caused by either crazy right-wing nuts or people that just can't deal with reality, which would honestly kind of make them crazy. But I, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's interesting to yeah. me. Yeah. And I, I feel like that is kind of where it's at with it, right? Like they are, they're afraid of change, right? Like we, we know that they're, they don't want progress. They don't, they want to go backwards, right? They do. Yeah. To times that idealized as being somehow perfect yeah. right or somehow um i guess idyllic um 
and that's just it's unfortunate because <laughs> I, I like it, it's it's not where we are like the the situation like even if you just made everybody start acting like we all lived back in the 50s right mm -hmm. let's just make everybody start putting suits again okay you don't leave the house unless you're in a suit right as a man and you wear a hat women always in dress let's say we just started enforcing that to make this world somehow their perfect better place um Devin just came in here trying to make as much noise as possible. But he was just breathing super heavy just to be annoying. Uh, <laughs> anyways, looking at me the whole time too. But it was so. Let's say we did that, right? Yeah. And we did that. We would all just talk, and nothing that we said would ever sound like it, it would all sound appropriate for Leave It to Beaver, right? And women would agree to never talk about um, their wet-ass pussies uh, again. They would just never mention their wet-ass pussies again. Um, and let's say we did all that. That's not going to fix any of the problems that we have at all. Yeah. Right? Let's say let's, we'll get rid of – we'll do, do something for the boomers. We'll get rid of bike helmets because that seems to really annoy them. Right? And, yeah. uh, and we'll take seatbelts out of cars and – We'll, we'll do all these things that they're suggesting. We'll get back to a simpler time. That doesn't fix anything unless you, I don't know, like it, it, it was, it, it was perfect um, for a lot of these people because they were kids. And yes. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like that's why you remember that way. You were a kid. You didn't have to deal with any of the serious stuff. And it was, I guess, idyllic if you were white, right? Like, yeah and yeah straight and just everyone had to if you if you fit the exact category of person that they were looking for maybe then this was your perfect society yeah but oh we're a little over an hour like and i mean like a little bit and i mean from the amount that we've talked so <laughs> like not even the recording but not recorded though right yeah, not the recording bit. All right, where are we at for recording? Um, oh, it's hard for me to find out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Let's assume 45 minutes, but that's fine. We can do that. Hey, has this been your weekly BJ? I think it has. I think this has I been your weekly BJ. <laughs> no, this has I been your no weekly, bi-weekly BJ.